Welcome to Clan Chat, the official audio show from Brayhead Clan, bringing you the latest interviews from the club and we're sponsored by Wellwood Communications. First of all, we want to wish you a belated Happy New Year to all of you on behalf of Brayhead Clan and a big thanks for listening to this latest edition of the show. I'm Craig Anderson and in this first show of 2018 we'll look back at the weekend doubleheader against Five Flyers where we'll get the thoughts of head coach John Tripp and captain Vile Hamelainen. We'll look ahead to Saturday's visit by Manchester Storm and the first league meeting of the season between the teams as Matt Haywood joins us to preview that one. Tyler Schofield also talks to us about Sunday's trip to Dundee Stars on the back of the two recent meetings with Omar Pasha's men and he'll give us an insight into what can be expected. Plus, our former player section brings us to Derek Rail, now playing in Italy as he looks back on the 2014-15 season with the clan and that is this week's clan chat. Well, we've been away for a couple of weeks and we've seen some good wins and disappointing losses along the way, but we'll go as far back as New Year, the 2nd of January to be exact, when the clan started 2018 with a visit to Dundee Stars, just two days after ending 2017 with a 6-0 home win over the same opponents. In between, the Stars announced the signing of former clan defenceman Cody Carlson, as well as forward Lucas Lundvald-Nielsen, who made his debut that night, although Carlson was still awaiting clearance at that point. The night ended in disappointment when the Stars took a 3-2 win on penalty shots after coming from 2-0 behind. Brayhead took the lead in the first through Craig Peacock with Brendan Brooks adding a second on a breakaway during the middle period and the visitors at that point looked good. Dundee hit back through Gabriel Levesque with a goal that seemed to turn the momentum then Jimmy Jensen equalised on the power play. Regulation time and overtime couldn't find a winner, so the lottery of penalty shots was needed to find a winner. Despite Brooks finding the net with his, Dundee's Riley Stader was the man to deliver the two points for Omar Pasha's side. Clan remained on the road and went to Five Flyers on Saturday in the first of a Gardner Conference doubleheader, looking to at least bring the bragging rights back to Glasgow after losing the previous three meetings with Todd Dutiam's side. Mike Embach opened the scoring in the second period to put the visitors in front, but Fife levelled through Carlo Finucci before Evan Bloodoff added a go-ahead goal just before the second interval. Time ticked down and coach Tripp pulled Ryan Nye in the last couple of minutes to send on an extra skater and the gamble worked as Adam Brace scored to send the game beyond regulation time. However, penalty trouble in the extra period saw Fife with a 5-on-3 power play from which Bloodoff scored his second of the game to take the second point for the home team. Both teams got together again the next night and they had to do it all again in front of another sold-out building, just like Kirkcaldy was on Saturday, and it was another big conference battle. After an even first period, it took until the second for the deadlock to be broken as Shane Stockton put Fife in front before Danik Gauthier doubled their lead just over a minute later. Fife thought they had clinched the points when Bloodoff scored a third with an empty netter late on, however Christopher Bjorklund pulled one back to give the slightest glimmer of hope. Bloodoff made sure of another empty netter, making it a four-goal weekend for him and ten goals against Brayhead in all meetings this season for the Fife forward. Afterwards, Jerry McLaughlin spoke to John Tripp to sum up his thoughts post-game. We had a good first. Uh, we had a good third, really good third. We were intense, did a good job. We finished our checks, uh, something we kind of got away from the first couple of periods. But second was a bit of lull, but you can't have a, you know, can't have a high-paced full 60 minutes. It's, uh, you know, sometimes you got to sit back and be smart decisions, get the puck out. But um, in the end, you know, I, the performance, I, I'm not, uh, it's, I think it went okay for the team. Uh, I'm just, it came down to two mistakes. They didn't make those mistakes that we did. We left uh, two guys in front of our net empty, and uh, they made us pay for it. That was probably the only difference. Another big positive, still lots of shots, lots of opportunities being created. Do you feel like clients sometimes need to just get a little bit luckier in front of goal? Uh, no, I think we just need to bear down. Uh, we're getting the opportunities. Uh, we're just not putting the puck in the back of the net. That being said, a lot of our shots we do get are from the perimeters. Third period, we have a, you know, we had a lot more 
a shot presence in front of the net. And the first two periods we did it yesterday, we had a lot more. So it's uh, that's something that we're we're trying to relay to the players is you got to get in the gritty areas and got to get where their goals are. Uh, Fife is a, a good team. They they do that a lot. They get to the net, and that's something that we need to do more. Yeah, a lot of credit goes to Fife as well, isn't it? They've been a real surprise package this season, haven't they? They've surprised a lot of people in the league. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they're surprised for myself. It's my first year, but uh, watching them, they're a good team. They're solid. They play hard. Uh, and you know they don't make a lot of mistakes. We were waiting for those mistakes, but we also have to earn it and get to that net to cause mistakes. Uh, so that could be, you know, uh, another attribute there. But uh, other than that, uh, our performance—we worked hard. We worked well in the smart areas. Uh, we still have to get that. Power. We need more shots in our power play. That's a definite. We get too many shots blocked, but that's our players. They need to find that uh, sweet spot. And the opportunity to bounce back again, Manchester Storm coming up here uh, for their tour of Scotland. What are you expecting from that team? They're they're a big side, uh, but they're away from their home ice this time. Yeah, well, they're a good team. They're big. Uh, there's a lot of familiarities with the players and the coaching staff and everything there. So uh, it's a big weekend. Uh, it doesn't get any easier. We have Manchester here and then we go to Dundee again. Uh, so it'll be a tough weekend, uh, but we'll start preparing that uh, for, those, for that weekend on Tuesday. That was John Tripp with Clan TV's Jenny McLaughlin. We also heard from the captain, Vili Hamalainen, post-game, and he reckoned the clan started the game well. Yeah, we started well. We got the, like, chances there. We were, I think we were, like, playing good hockey there and, like, like we planned it to, so just good start, but we didn't get our chances. We couldn't score there, so that was the only bad thing. But 0-0 after first, it wasn't bad, like I said, yeah. It's always interesting playing teams back-to-back like that. Does it add a little bit extra to the game when you're playing a team, you know, back-to-back, night after night like that? Yeah, sometimes, and now we like played against them and we lost all the games. Of course, we were like pumped. We wanted to, we wanted to show ourselves and like uh, come out hard and like uh, win the game, but like, Unfortunately, they used the chances better than us, and then that result was that. So, what do you can say? Yeah, a little bit unfortunate at the end there. Clan started to mount a bit of a comeback and a real opportunity to get another goal, which really would have changed that last minute or so of the game. Can you take us through what happened at the end there? Yeah, actually, we came out like in third really well. We just started to hit, and we'd get the pressure there, and we get the chances, and we played better. Like uh, we could just, uh, like I said, we couldn't score. That's the problem pretty much now, and like. They just used the chances better. They hadn't like that much those, but like uh, they capitalized. We didn't. So, but like like I said, third period we played better. Okay, they scored two empty netters, but like uh, we got the chances there too. Obviously, one point weekend. Then anyway, there's a silver line in there, taking a point away from Fife last night. A chance to kind of get back on the horse again next week. Manchester Storm coming up. What do you expect from that team, and what do you feel the team needs to do to bounce back from this? Yeah, no, we have one week time. Uh, just. Uh, Get together again and go that team again. It's a big weekend again, like like the all now and like uh, I haven't even played against Manchester, so it's a it's fun to see. And but I, I know the kind of big team they're coming hard too. But it's uh, our home game. We need to show up like and uh, put the result result there too. That's the that's the plan. That was Captain Vili Hamalainen after Sunday's game with Fife talking to Jerry. We move forward now and thoughts turn to Saturday's latest home game and it's a visit by Manchester Storm as we see the return of some familiar faces. Former clan coach Ryan Finnerty is back along with Matt Becker, Mike Hammond and Scott Pitt as they look to get a run going that will get them up the table again. However, Jay Rosehill will miss the game as he sits out through suspension. It's the first time both teams will meet in league action after two Challenge Cup encounters way back in September and a lot has certainly happened in that time. For Clan, they've yet to win in 2018 and after thumping Dundee Stars 6-0 in Hogmanay, they've played three and lost three, although they've picked up two points for taking two of those games beyond regulation time. 
Manchester, on the other hand, won their first game of the calendar year with a 4-3 win over Guildford Flames on Sunday, and it's their only win in their last five. In terms of the league table, Clan are looking up with a view to climbing the table, but the Storm have a nine-point lead over the Clan, so if John Tripside were to get the two points, that gap will close to seven. This game also serves as a precursor to the double-header between the teams in a couple of weeks when Brayhead take residence at Silverblades for a weekend at the end of January. So again, if they were to get those points, that would certainly make those two games a lot more interesting. Looking ahead to the game on Saturday, I spoke with Matt Haywood about it, and he says he knows what to expect. It is, you know, we know what we're going to expect against a Ryan Finney team. They're hard working, they finish every hit, and uh, they, they really know how to. They've got good offence and they can put hooks away, and a very dangerous team, and they're very potent, especially now they've got uh, Pity there as well, which is an added, an added uh, bonus. So, yeah, it'll be a very tough, tough task for us, and uh, hopefully that um, we can. We can curb them and uh, nullify them and, and take it to them. I mean, that, that, that trio, Hammond, Pitt, Becker, how good was it to play alongside these guys last year? Yeah, they scored some they scored some nice goals for us and um, it was obviously nice to watch, but hopefully we don't have to watch it at the weekend. Hopefully, hopefully they don't do too much against us and, and we get the win. Well, that's it. It's about catching them. They're seven points clear as I speak to you right now in the league table. As I said, they've, they've fell away a wee bit. They'll want to get back into that title race, won't they? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I know a lot of them will have a, a lot of motivation coming back here and uh, uh, trying, to, trying to get one over on us. And we gotta we got to find a way to uh, to win games. And, and hopefully um, Saturday is the start of that. What's it like coming up against an old coach? Is there a feeling of trying to get one over on him? You know, when they come back here? No, not really. It's, uh, uh, Ryan, Ryan did a good job for this club and um, he'll always be remembered as a, as, a, as a good coach for this club and it was a pleasure to play underneath him and he's brought some good players in and he's been turned into lifelong friends. But, um, yeah, obviously he's no, everyone knows his system and, and hope and... Uh, it's very hard to play against if they get it right, so we've got to maybe take them off the game a little bit and, and uh, take it to them, see what they've got. That was Matt Haywood looking ahead to Saturday's game against Manchester Storm. Face-off is at 7pm, so don't forget to get your tickets on www.brayheadclan.com for what will be an exciting clash, I'm sure. We now look ahead to Sunday, and like buses, we wait ages to come up against Dundee Stars. Now three fixtures come along at once, or rather, in the space of two weeks. The Stars, although second bottom of the table going into the weekend, go into their game on Saturday at Milton Keynes Lightning, with three wins under their belt, which could be four by the time John and the team pitch up in Tayside. Stars are also enjoying some great home form, with wins in each of their last five at Dundee Ice Arena, and after taking the points against Brayhead at the start of the year, we'll look to do the same on Sunday. Cody Carlson signed for the Stars prior to that game, but wasn't in the country, but he has arrived since and should come up against his old team on Sunday. I caught up with Tyler Schofield to talk about the game, and he didn't think the last two games were very different. I don't think so. I mean, I I feel like they played the same way, and um, and we you know we played really well. We just we didn't we didn't capitalize on our opportunities in that second game, and um, and they capitalized on theirs. Uh, I, th- I think I think we played well, and we we could have had a lot you know a lot more goals than. Then, then we scored, and we just have to re- uh, remember what made us successful in, especially that first game against them the other weekend. And we have to come out hard, and when we have our chances, we have to bury them. 
Now they were a team that, that came to Brayhead on New Year's Eve. They were depleted. They had players injured. They've seen players leave them as well. They they, they came to Brayhead short-handed. But then they announced a couple of signings and uh, were coming to them as well. Is that something that can lift a team, knowing that there's going to be reinforcements coming so quickly? Yeah, for sure. It's uh, it's it's definitely tough. But when you're short-handed, um, and obviously getting getting more bodies gives guys more rest and you know more energy and um but you know we we just we just have to do what uh what we know how to do and um we're you know we're we're starting to get uh to get used to each other with some lines and stuff and we just have to uh we have to we have to bear down on our scoring chances and i think that's one thing that that uh, has been hurting us is, you know, we've been getting a lot of chances. We're just not putting them in the back of the net and it's not, you know, everyone wants to score a goal. It's just, you know, when you get that opportunity, you have to finish it. How tough a team are Dundee this year? They have had, as I said, a lot of adversity this year, but on the ice, they, they must come across as a, as a very tough team to play against. Yeah, definitely. And uh, they, they do play, you know, they play really well in their, in their own rink and, um, you know, we, we know what to expect from them. And, uh, like I said, we know, you know, what made us successful the other weekend. And we just, we have to focus on, on our game and playing our system and as a unit. And, um, we have to come out this weekend, you know, it's must wins. We need to start winning some games here. You say the word must win there. It's a big month. You play Manchester and uh, the team just above you in the league table as well on, on Saturday. As weekends go, it can't get much bigger, especially in light of uh, the weekend against Fife there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I I know the team played Manchester early in the season. Myself, I ha- I haven't played Manchester, mm-hmm. so obviously we have a lot of games coming up against them. And whenever you're playing, you know, I mean, any team right now, but it, you know, especially the teams that are just above you or just behind you, it's you know, it's almost a four point game. So um, yeah, no, it's coming down. You know, we have 19 games left in the season, and every every next game is going to be the most important game of the season from here on out. I hear coaches at this time of the year, they start using the term playoff hockey, they try and treat every game like a game seven situation. Has it got that has it got to that point for Brayhead yet, or are we still a bit a bit off that yet? No, I think I think we're I think we're about there. Um you know, it hasn't it hasn't gone um, you know, as as we would have liked, um, up to this point and like yeah, no, I think every game we have to look at every game as playoff hockey. I mean we might have two and a half months left of the season, but we, we need to win, you know, every next game, and that's the way we have to look at it. Tyler Schofield previewing Sunday's trip to Dundee Stars. We go from the present to the past now, as we catch up with a former clan player and find out what they've been up to since donning the famous purple. This week I spoke to Derek Rail, who spent a year at the club in the 2014-15 season, where he played a part in the club reaching its highest ever league position of second in what was Ryan Finnerty's second year in charge. Derek made the move from Five Flyers with whom he played in the playoff finals weekend and played against the clan that weekend back in 2014. In his one year with the club he made a total of 64 appearances, scored 21 goals and assisted in 26 and also picked up 126 penalty minutes. Nowadays he's playing in Italy with Alps Ice Hockey League side SG Cortina and as he looked back on his time in Glasgow he says it was one he thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, my season in Brayhead was... Uh... It was definitely one to remember. Uh, it was a great group of guys there, um, great fan base, and a, and a great setup. Uh, thing that stands out, though, uh, you know, we came up shy at the end um, with that first place um, title, 
but um, it was a great group of guys, and uh, it was it was a great experience that year all around. Looking back at that team, the, the names that the, the team had that year, Kyle Jones in goal, Chris Frank, Zach Fitzgerald, Lee Salters, I mean, real team guys in there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I still uh, actually talked to Franco yesterday. <laughs> um, I listened to your podcast with him uh, a few days ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. from top to bottom, uh, it was a great group. Um, Salters, Fitzgerald, Frank, those guys were all um, a huge presence on the ice um and in the room as well uh great guys um i mean you could i could list the whole team there scott pitt arson um sullivan's still there looks like he's doing well still um it was a great group uh i still keep in touch with uh, quite a few of those guys now you made the move from five flyers now you know obviously the big rivalry between the two clubs you're fully aware of of course that year in Fife, I mean, that was such a good group as well. You reached out the playoffs that year as well. What was it appealed to you about a move to Brayhead? Yeah, that was um, that was another great year. Um, we had a solid group there. Um, I think that was the first uh, year that any Scottish team had made it to uh, the Final Four weekend, mm. um, which was also special. Um, I think it was some type of run that was we had to win 16 of our last 18 games um, to get there, and we did. Um, so that was always special. Um, the move, uh, I don't know, it just kind of, uh, escalated, uh, through Frank there. We were former teammates through university and, um, one thing led to another talking throughout the summer and, uh, it just seemed like a good, uh, a good switch there at the right time. Now you mentioned the fact clan finished second that year. That was the year they ultimately qualified for the Champions Hockey League. Is there a time when you look back in that season where you think the, the league title was maybe gone? I mean, it was looking so good for a long time, and then I think maybe the last month it started to tail off. Was there a game in particular you thought that was where the, the, the dream ended? Um, <laughs> kind of stands out there. Um, that uh, I'd have to say that Edinburgh weekend. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure you've heard it before, the fans have heard it before. Um, I mean, but... You can look at look at it any way you want. Um, you know, there's probably a, a point or two that we had dropped earlier in the season that maybe um, we couldn't have afforded to lose. It would have helped us out there at the end. But um, hockey's a funny game. You know, anybody can win on any night. Um, and uh, the way that that worked out it was just uh, it was real unfortunate. We kind of put a uh, put our fate in the other hands of another team and. And it didn't uh, didn't work out in our favor at the end. So I mean, it doesn't take away from uh, you know the success that we had throughout the year and and uh, the good group of guys that we uh, that we had that year. That aside, how much pride is there in being part of the, the team that finished second, the highest place that that Brayhead have ever finished in the elite league? Yeah, I mean, it was it was special to see um, you know hockey grow in the UK or in the Scottish side. Um, in the two years that I was there, um, and for Brayhead, you know that was great. We were selling out every game at the end, towards the end there, and, and uh, the passion from the fans was just uh, just that extra boost for the guys. And and I mean, that's a great spot, Brayhead. I, no, no, nothing bad to say about it. And uh, you know, always always want to finish at the top. That's a goal team set at the beginning of the year, and. Uh, you know, we were just unfortunate there. I think that we had the group to do it, but uh, just came up shy. 
Now, you're one of the few people that can tell us about the experience of playing in front of both the Fife fans and the Brayhead fans, both equally as passionate on any, any given night. What is that like? Well, not only as a player playing for either team, but playing for the other team as well. Yeah, uh, that was, uh, was definitely interesting, being on both sides of the spectrum there. Uh, both uh, very passionate fans, like you said. Um, you know, Fife's rink was obviously had a had that older character to it um, where the fans are kind of right on top of you, um, which made it a little bit louder, a little bit. I mean, playing there was an advantage for sure for the home team, and then uh, playing against him was always uh, was never an easy night. Um, but same thing in Brayhead. You know, they had that uh, Purple Army there in the, in the big section there that was always on their feet and always chanting and, I think they had a chant for every individual player there. Um, so, I mean, they both had their their uh, special attributes that uh, I think were uh, beneficial for home and uh, tough for the away team. Now, since you left Brayhead, you've had a couple more spells in the UK. You had that spell with Manchester Storm um, a couple of seasons back, and you spent last year in the what's now the defunct English Premier League with Basingstoke Bison. What is it about the UK league, or leagues, I suppose, in this case, that, that made you want to come back here? Yeah, I really like uh, the UK as far as the style of play. It's, um, it's a pretty North American um, style, similar, similar, a lot of similarities uh, to back home. Um, say university and then uh, even junior hockey growing up but the, I think uh, the English uh, speaking culture was also um, another positive you know it's uh, it is tough going to uh, to another country where maybe you can't communicate as well or with the guys on your team or you know people around town um, that makes it tough I'm me myself I'm just a a uh, very personable guy, you know, I like to uh, engage in conversation and, and uh, you know, share my personality with uh, the people that I meet. But um, on the hockey side of things, I mean, I think there's more. There's a lot more imports uh, allowed in, in the UK as well, so that, that kind of uh, changes the game a bit too. But um, I, nothing but good, good things from the UK and great experiences there. Uh, I would, uh, wouldn't be opposed to going back at some point in my career. You're out in Cortina at the moment in Italy. You've been there just a little while. How are things working out for you um, out there so far? Uh, they're going all right. Uh, it's taken a little bit to adjust. I, uh, I, had a, I had a late start on the season. I, w I had to be home for uh, my sister's wedding um, in November there. So it was kind of tough to, uh, to start so late, but... Um, Things are going okay. Uh, it was a little slow start, like I said, but um, we'll see how things go. We have uh, nine games left, um, sitting a few points out of a playoff spot right now. But, uh, yeah, things are going well. And that was former clan forward Derek Rail talking to me from Italy about his time at the club. Before we wrap things up once and for all, just a couple of parish notes and we'll start with the news that former captain and clan hero Matt Keith is returning to the club for one night only for the raising of his Wall of Fame banner, where he'll join Bruce Richardson, Jade Galbraith, Drew Miller, Ed McGrain, Kyle Jones and Jamie Fritch. 
He'll be here with wife Chelsea and daughter Lola for Clan's home game with Dundee Stars on Saturday the 10th of February as his place in Clan history will be permanently secured. That'll be something to look forward to. Matt will also be available in the foyer after the game to sign autographs and a meet and greet session with the Purple Army. So it's going to be a great night as we welcome Captain Keith back to the Clan. It's also been announced that clan forward Tyler Shattuck will be out for four to six weeks due to a lower body injury he picked up in Sunday's game against the Five Flyers. With Ryan Patulny also out, it means John Tripp will scour the players' market for reinforcements, especially with the IIHF deadline coming up soon. That means a return to action for Kilton Naka. He will return to the team this week. He missed the festive period due to other commitments. And John Tripp saying on the website he sees Tanaka remaining with the team for the remainder of the campaign. So that's all for this edition of Clan Chat, sponsored by Wellwood Communications. Remember to get your tickets for Saturday's game with Manchester Storm. Face-off is at 7pm, so get those tickets by visiting www.brayheadclan.com. Catch the latest news at the website. You can like our official Facebook page or follow us on Twitter and Instagram. At Clad is where you find us. I want to extend my thanks to Matt Haywood, Tyler Schofield and Derek Rail for their time this week. I'll be back for post-game reaction from Saturday's game with the Storm and there'll be another clan chat to look forward to next week. With that, I'll leave you to enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you for downloading and listening and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye for now.